Welcome back to Marriage Builders Radio, where we're going to do one more of these quick questions, but not necessarily quick answers during this segment. Um, And if there's time, we'll do two. But uh, that's okay if there's not time, because we want thorough answers. And uh, Sam is asking, he says, based on your concepts, are you allowed to be friends with anyone of the opposite sex? Yeah, now here's basically the backdrop of all of that, and that is that I put a great deal of emphasis on the fact that romantic love is extremely important in marriage, but it is extremely dangerous if it's outside of marriage. Now, the question is, what creates romantic love? And the answer is massive love bank deposits. How do you make love massive love bank deposits? You make love bank deposits by meeting a person's most important emotional needs. The question is then, what does a friendship of the opposite sex achieve? What's the purpose of a friendship with the opposite sex? And you have to ask yourself, well, what do friends do? Well, friends have great conversation. Okay, that's a basic emotional need that's going to deposit a lot of love units. Uh, friends are generally uh, have their back. Uh, they'll be there for them when, when they're needed, uh, which is a which is expressed as affection. Affection is, I'll be there for you when you need me. Symbols of affection, like hugging, is basically telling the person, "You, I got your back. I'll be there for you. That makes massive love bank deposits. Recreational companionship. What do you do with friends? You have a lot of fun together. That makes massive love bank deposits. What are the chances that you're going to fall in love with a friend of the opposite sex? Big time chance big time because that's the definition of a friendship so this is one of the reasons i argue that in marriage your your spouse should be not only your best friend but your exclusive best friend of the opposite sex in other words that you don't have another friend that is doing the same thing for you of the opposite sex so the question is based on your concepts are you allowed to be friends with anyone of the opposite sex i i I, I, we, I don't talk about allowing. I talk about recommending. But my, my point is this, that if you have a friend of the opposite sex, you run the risk of falling in love with that person. And when we are in love, there is a sense in which we are not thinking clearly. In marriage, it's wonderful. The thinking clearly part is not a problem. The fact that I am irrational in my love for you, which means that I would do anything for you. You are number one in my life. I need you more than anything else. I mean, that's kind of an irrational thing. You know, when you think of things from a rational standpoint, you know, basically I ought to consider the alternatives. Maybe, maybe there'd be something better to do than do something for you. But being oh, in, I don't think so. Being in no. love with you, I don't consider those options, you see. All right. And I'm glad you don't. I'm so, glad you don't. So it works well in marriage, but with friends of the opposite sex, it it help, it causes you to do the opposite. Instead instead of making the marriage great, it gives you it it, it, cor- it forces you to make decisions that are going to really hurt your spouse and hurt your marriage, hurt your life, your total life you're going to hurt. And so basically the what I call the fog, which is the way a person feels when they're in love with somebody outside of marriage, is so real and so dangerous and so common 
that I t- I say uh, nip it at the bud. Get the thing out of there before it ever happens. And if you have a friend of the opposite sex, end it. Uh, basically, your spouse should be the person that's your favorite recreational companion. Your your intimate conversation should be best with your spouse. Your affection should be pretty much uh, tops with your spouse. And, and also... Um, uh, your your sexual fulfillment, of course, should be exclusive with your spouse. I'm thinking of the friendships that we do have. I have uh, women friends. You have men friends. And even though they're not of the opposite sex, that has to be carefully handled as well because friendship takes time. And although we allow that time, occasionally we make sure that we have the time for each other even before those friends of the same gender. You right, see what right. I'm saying? I mean, you can make an argument that my friendship with Frank is as important as my friendship with you. I mean, he is a lifelong friend. Um, and But that would, if, if I were to make a choice to be with him without your agreement... Uh, that would that would that would be a great cause of resentment, and and it wouldn't have anything to do with romantic love because there's no way on earth that I will ever be in love with Frank. <laughs> but the basic idea, brotherly is, love, yes. <laughs> like, the point is that it's still going to be a cause of resentment for you if I were to make choices to be with him instead yeah. of being with you. Yeah. Well, good question, Sam. We thank you for posing it. Now let's go to Ron. He says, "I've heard you talk about infidelity on YouTube." Yeah, there is a. Uh, a video of you doing a presentation on infidelity on YouTube. And uh, he says, my question is, if infidelity is an addiction, conversely, is an addiction to drugs, alcohol, etc., the same addiction as a sexual affair? Very similar. Uh, yeah, people will, basically, I've been trained to uh, be a, a addiction counselor. I, I ran 10 treatment programs at one point. And, and, and what I learn about addiction is that there are certain criteria for an addiction. I've written articles on what is an addiction. You know, uh, how, for example, what is a sexual addiction? What, what, what do, how do you define addiction? And, and uh, addictions have a compulsive element to it uh, that you feel compelled to engage in whatever it is that, is, that you're addicted to. Um, and and it, it generally creates a great deal of pleasure. An addiction creates the pleasure, which is what's behind the, the compulsion about it. Um, but there's also another factor that I think is extremely important, and that is the guilt that goes with an addiction. In other words, a person that is an addict generally is a person who feels they should not be doing what they're doing. So, for example, as a person is having an affair, it's an addiction because they feel like they can't get out of this relationship. They can't. They can't do the. They can't do the right thing. They they make the promise that they're going to end it, but then they end up going back and 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 doing it again. So, what I generally will say for those who are addicts is one of the most important things to do is not only make a commitment to avoid the source of the addiction, but also create extraordinary precautions to make sure that you're not tempted. So you're saying that those rules apply to drug, 
any yeah. drug, alcohol addiction, yeah. and and in, um, <clears throat> sexual, no, not sexual addiction, but infidelity. Infidelity, okay. right. So basically what you do is you create extraordinary precautions to make sure that you're not ever having contact with not only the person that you had the affair with, but also anybody else that you could fall in love with. And also that you are uh, creating habits that, that, that build the relationship that you have as an alternative. A lot of times with, with, with addiction counseling, I'm not only working with them on overcoming the addiction, but I'm trying to get them to switch to other behavior where they get pleasure out of doing something that isn't going to hurt them or others. And so you do the two, two together. What, what's interesting what you brought up was the word guilt. I don't think people think a lot of guilt being a part of being having being addicted. Um, so you're saying that even in infidelity, the unfaithful spouse is feeling guilt. Yeah, th- there are two kinds of infidelity. There's the Ashley Madison infidelity, where the guy actually says, "You know, I really want to have an affair, and I don't care how it's affecting my marriage. I don't care how it's affecting me. I just want to go out and have a lot of fun." It's a minor. It's a minor form of infidelity, fortunately. I mean, the vast majority of infidelity is people that have fallen into an affair. They didn't know what hit them. They're suddenly in love with somebody that they never thought they'd be in love with, and now they can't get out of the mess they're in because they are addicted. And they feel guilty about it all. They do. Okay. Now, the person, they actually Madison type, they're not feeling guilty about the affair. They're, they're upset about the fact they got caught, and as soon as their spouse says, okay, you know, I trust you now, they'll go back to Ashley Madison again. And so I'm not, I'm not as eager to help people who are engaged in willful affairs, people that are looking for somebody to have an affair with. From my perspective, most of them are a lost cause. I've written an article, What to Do with a Serial Cheater. And that article basically says if your spouse has been looking for an affair chances are you need to get out of that relationship because I don't think it's ever going to work. Do you think the <laughs> Ashley Madison type person is the modern day individual that in the past would go to a prostitute? I mean, you know, now a prostitute is a one night stand. Uh, infidelity uh, with Ashley Madison, uh, it's kind of like hiring somebody to have sex with. It, it, there there can be that element. And again, I look at the guilt element as a big deal. Now, here's a guy that goes to Ashley Madison, and, and, he, 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 and I've had people tell me this, that they, they, they then set up the affair, they go to the hotel, and they start trying to have sex with the woman, and they just are bawling. They're just crying. They can't do it. And the woman gets mad at them. I, I spent all this money traveling to this hotel, and you, here you are blubbering. And and I get the call in the middle of the night from this guy. What have I done? What have I done? So it was an intentional thing on his part, but at the same time, the guilt was overwhelming. The guilt was overwhelming. So you can have Ashley Madison types feeling guilty about what they've done. They can have people going out and finding a prostitute to feel guilty. I think the guilt is a is a big deal in helping an addict. If the person has no guilt about it and feels that they're engaging in in methamphetamine use or cocaine or whatever feels no guilt about it all as far as i'm concerned the person can't be helped it's an intentional thing they're going to do they're going to sneak it out they're going to they're going to end up doing it one way or another well it's time to take a break and when we come back we'll wrap things up on today's marriage builders radio 